EMV's podcast, exploring the people and stories behind early music. Today we're joined by I Horton, a wonderful soprano, violinist Alana Cooper, and cellist Jessica Karotkin, who are all this year's next generation artists and part of EMV's summer festival. Hello to you three. Hi. Hello. Yes. Um, so we're so excited. Um, if you're unaware, the Next Generation series is in its second run for Early Music Vancouver, and it highlights up and coming um, early musicians on the early music scene. Um, and we're just so excited to interview you all today just about your role in this festival this summer. So first things first, I wanna ask, how did you get involved with Early Music Vancouver and how did you become a part of our summer festival? And maybe I'll ask this of Alana first. Sure. I did my bachelor's degree in violin performance at UBC, and I joined the first year of the Baroque Orchestra Mentorship Program. So I am grateful that I coincided with the beginning of that collaboration with EMV. And then I continued playing in BOMP, as we call it, for the rest of my bachelor's degree and stayed involved after graduation while I was working in Vancouver. And then I was a recipient of the EMV scholarship program. And then I also performed with Pacific Broke Orchestra. So EMV has been a huge part of my development as an early musician. And I'm very excited to, to continue working with EMV. That's wonderful. Um, if anybody doesn't know, BOMP is our um, early music a community and university program at UBC and it gives performers a, a chance to work with members of our Pacific Baroque Orchestra and perform and learn from them so it's a great uh, program we have over there. Uh, how about yourself, I? So this is actually my first time working with Early Music Vancouver although I have met and worked with several of the instrumentalists um, just through projects that they did on Vancouver Island, which is where I'm from, grew up and did the first chunk of my musical studies. But funnily enough, the connection that actually got me here today is Alana, um, who is my dual partner here in The Hague, where we're both studying currently, which we'll get into a little bit later. But I think it's kind of wild that a connection I made with somebody on a completely different continent here in Europe is now bringing me back home to the West Coast to work with an organization that, of course, I've admired through my musical journey and my own exploration. That is really interesting. So um, before we get to Jessica, I'm just curious. So you guys are working together currently. Can you just explain that a little bit? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we're both finishing our studies here and um, we met about a year ago in the first project, actually, that both of us, Ivor, 
uh, either of us did here in the Netherlands, which was a concert um, of early Italian Baroque music, I believe. Um, and we just kind of hit it off musically and also as friends and so continued to work together and were lucky enough to be hired for some of the same projects and are now working on developing some of our own projects as well. Good for you guys. That's wonderful. It's kind of fun to see who's connected to who. I feel like it, or music ends up being like this big family and people all just bump into each other over and over again. So it's nice to hear the connections. And yourself, Jessica, how did you get involved with the festival? I'm originally from the West Coast, uh, a suburb right outside of Seattle, Washington. But I've spent the last four and a half years in Montreal studying uh, or pursuing doctoral studies at McGill University, which is where I connected with Susie LeBlanc, which is really cool because, by the way, uh, one of the uh, first introductions I had to early music was listening to her album of Handel Arias. And that like really it was something that made me fall in love with early music. So I was pretty like starstruck when I showed up at McGill and she was there. And I got to work with her all the time. I I, I played continuo in her vocal ensemble, uh, Capella. Um, and I did some stuff with her at Samam. And um, yeah, we connected well. And she thought that I would make great addition to the program at EMB. So it'll be my introduction uh, into EMB. And I'm really, really excited and grateful to Susie for this opportunity. Um, so with that, it's kind of in the same vein. Um, what got you guys into early music? What was the thing that brought you in? We got a little bit of info about that from Jessica, but um, what was the, you know, the moment? Um, I'll ask you, I. So I think I really have to owe it to a specific person um, and kind of a, a happenstance when I was still in my undergrad because um, I was studying music education and had very little interest in early music at the time. Um, but I was put in contact with an incredible man and historical keyboard player named Michael Jarvis, who mm. used to work with Early Music Vancouver, but sadly passed away a few years ago. Um, and he actually hired me to do my first ever Messiah, so Handel's Messiah, as a soloist, which was also my first gig as a solo singer and with an orchestra. And I'm so eternally grateful to him because he took me under his wing and introduced me to the world of early music. Um, and later on, as I was kind of continuing down this road of, of exploring early music, he also brought me in to work with his trio, um, which is violinist Paul Luchko and gamba player Sam Stadlin. And so through that, I got to experience this incredible connection that occurs within this kind of chamber music and small ensemble work, which is now what I really enjoy doing and what I'm hoping to do more of in the future. So really, thank you to Michael Jarvis for introducing me to early music. Oh, that's such a beautiful story. Wow. He's, he's an amazing, amazing man. So what an honor. Um, how about you, uh, Alana? Um, uh, my first experience with early music also was playing Messiah, um, and which is a funny coincidence. Uh, but I, in the last year of high school for me, I grew up in Southern Oregon, 
and I played Handel's Messiah on historical instruments with a group there, Jefferson Baroque Orchestra, and it was just kind of, they needed a violinist and somebody met me and asked me to play. So it kind of was in my head that this was something people did, playing on Baroque instruments. And then when I was studying at UBC and I saw that they would have this new Baroque Orchestra program, I was interested. So then I auditioned and then played in Bomb for many years. And really that experience of being in Vancouver in the early music community and then attending some of the Tafel Music summer programs was what made me more and more interested and led me to continue pursuing early music as a profession. And I think also kind of similar to I, one of the things that I really love about it is that kind of it it all feels like chamber music and even a small trio or a duo, but also even the orchestral projects, um, I think still kind of have the feeling of chamber music and collaboration and working together. Um, and I love that about it. Yeah, that always makes it a little more worthwhile, right? To do it together. And how about you, Jessica? Uh, well, I was introduced to early music during my undergraduate at the Peabody Institute. Um, there's a very strong early music department there and the school allows students access to historical instruments. Um, so when I, when I was studying in my undergraduate, I was really interested in trying everything there was going on at the school. I knew that I, I wanted to play cello and I loved cello, but I didn't know if really the orchestral route was, was the one for me or if I didn't really think I wanted to be a soloist. Um, so I was just trying out everything. And mm. I guess it was the warm, inviting attitude of the faculty members at Peabody in the early music department and just how much fun we had in Baroque Orchestra. I immediately saw how, uh, how innovative the scene is. And that really drew me um, to that. And I just love playing bass lines. And as a cellist, that's our main role is playing basso continuo. Uh, we kind of like secretly run the show while giving others the spotlight. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I just love doing that. It's really, really stimulating. And yeah. Oh, that's cool. I've never heard that description of what it's like to be the cellist. Oh, that's fun. We might use that. <laughs> um, well, fantastic. Kind of on the same vein of just getting to know you guys a little bit more. We heard how I and Alana know each other, but I also found out that Alana and Jessica have worked together. If you want to just touch on that, I don't know who wants to speak to that. We met uh, many years ago, I think, at TWI, which is uh, Topple Music Winter Institute. It's a... <laughs> advanced young artist training program uh, for instrumentalists run by Topple Music. Um, I think we did a program of French music that year. It was super, super yes. fun. It was also very cold that winter. Um, <laughs> and then we crossed paths again this past summer in Banff, Alberta at the Quartet Evolution program uh, run by the Eibler uh, well, sorry, one of the featured quartets there was the Eibler Quartet, uh, and they're all connected with topple music, too. Uh, so we received some similar mentorship there. That was a really fun program. Oh, very cool. 
So again, all connected together. That's wonderful. Um, so now let's dig in a little bit into the festival specifically. So you guys are performing in a couple different programs. Um, I thought we could touch on what's the story behind the programs and why were certain pieces chosen? Uh, maybe I, you could just talk a little bit about your guys' performance of Party Like It's 1694 on August 4th. And what's that process? How's that going? Uh, first of all, I have to commend whoever put the title on that program because I think oh, it Susie. is so fun. <laughs> it's such a good title and I can promise it will be a party. Uh, so for myself, I have a love of French Baroque music. I, I just really enjoy the style of it. I find it really, really satisfying to sing. And for me, I think it works well in my voice. And of course, that always helps a little bit. Um, but I also started working in on the world of like French cantatas. So pieces that are, again, chamber music, that small ensemble uh, concept that I'm really enjoying currently um, that have a solo singer and often a solo violin or some other solo instrument, as well as your lovely continuous section holding it together. And as I now learned, kind of guiding you through and steering a little bit. Um, and so as I was looking through repertoire that I wanted to do, I stumbled upon the world of Lisbeth Jacquette de la Guerre. And to me, this was a completely new composer that I'm shocked I'd never heard the name of before. Um, and I find her cantatas to be just incredibly emotionally powerful and charged. But she tends to present quite a few female characters as well. So the the main one of the big pieces that will be presented at that concert is her cantata Semele. And this portrayal of Semele, who is a mortal woman who's fallen in love with a god and now wants to see him in her true in his true form. Um, but ultimately this leads to her demise. You'll see if you come to the concert. Uh, but she presents this extra level of vulnerability within this incredibly strong female character, which is something that I wasn't necessarily used to seeing in other cantatas of a similar style. So for me, that was the guiding factor of this specific piece. Oh, interesting. Kind of branching in that, uh, off of that, um, you know, they talk about the, the male gaze versus female gaze in film and media. And do you find that you're having that same experience of what the, I guess, female gaze looks like in um, early music now that you're discovering some of these female composers? Like, do you find that you're noticing a difference? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's, I think perhaps it's a little bit subtler, more nuanced, but I think it's also just because this world is still new to me. Because again, a lot of these composers I feel in the past have kind of been pushed to the side and I didn't realize that she existed. But now mm -hmm. that I, I have material to compare the two, I am starting to see some of these differences in there. And so it's also very exciting to have this slightly different nuance of a woman to play myself. Oh, that's really great. It, it, that's exciting. I'm loving that myself too, just in history in general. Uh, Lana, do you want to talk about the program at all? Um, I, I would just say I'm really excited about the music by Jacques de la Guerre. And I think um, part of my interest is I had played actually this violin sonata that I'll play before. And 
again had had sort of heard Jackie Delegate's name, but not hadn't played any of her work yet. Um, so was excited to play music written by a woman and fell in love with the piece. Um, and I'm excited to now play it also with a dancer, mm -hmm. um, which will be a new element. Um, but I also have been excited about this program because my re my master's research has also been related to women composers. So Jacques de la Guerre was kind of a big part of it initially, and I ended up steering away towards Madalena Lombardini Sierman, another woman composer. But I am excited to be playing all of this music and also with uh, all of these colleagues in Vancouver, old and new to see again. That's wonderful. We're very excited for this performance. And um, for those who are listening or watching, there is going to be uh, no ticket fee. So it's just a big party um, and we're going to have a really good time. So we're looking forward to it. Um, now, Jessica, we've heard so many interesting things about your program, the Bach Parodies. All of us at EMV have been wondering what got you there to this really interesting program. And I'm just wondering if you could talk about it and, and why you fall in love with this. Right. So uh, over the past four years, uh, I've been pursuing doctoral studies at McGill. And as part of my main project, uh, I composed six cello suites that are inspired by Bach's cello suites, but all in uh, keys that he didn't write them in. Um, and the work that I'm doing with this, uh, or the work that I've done, I submitted my thesis like an hour ago, so I'm done. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, the work that I've done is not necessarily new. It's really inspired by hundreds of years of a variety of forms and expressions that have been inspired by Bach. Bach is really a unifying uh, figure. J.S. Bach, by the way, I should clarify. Um, but he, he really connects. He's a facet of our musical consciousness, our shared musical consciousness that has connected so many different people, uh, men and women, everybody from all different cultures and places. Um, and so my program really highlights that, uh, how much of a unifying um, composer and artist he is. Uh, my program features works by myself. I'm playing my cello suite in E minor that contains little quotes by Bach, but it's, it's very much uh, newly, it contains a lot of newly composed uh, passages. Um, I have a spin-off of the, the C major prelude uh, as a cello duet written by my primary mentor, Susie Knapper, um, and some other works by Mozart and Gounod, um, all Bach-inspired works. Um, Mozart's piece is really a, a transcription of Bach's um, works, and the Gounod is a little bit more free. Um, so it's just all these different pieces that were inspired by Bach uh, through the different periods of time. And could you just explain what a parody is in early music? As some right. people think it's a joke video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weird Al and such. Uh, yeah. Well, today we think of uh, parody as comedy and satire, but I, I guess uh, since pre-romantic era, uh, parody was a compositional technique uh, mainly used to expedite score production uh, and it involved the process of composers taking their own already well-constructed works or other composers' well-constructed works 
and reworking it into a new musical form. So that could mean maybe, uh, you know, a composer takes a cantata and turns it into an instrumental concerto um, or something like that. Wow, that's very good to know. Thank you for sharing. It's um, a process of creative borrowing. I like that, creative borrowing. That's a perfect description. Um, yes, we all had to read as to what that meant because it was a little confusing for all of us, but now we know more early music knowledge. Um, kind of in the same vein, you are one of our featured composers in the festival. Uh, we have 20 composers, many of which are women, uh, some uh, new as well. I'm just wondering what that's like for you, if you have anything you want to say about that, Jessica. It feels really amazing, and I'm really glad to have the opportunity. Um, and I think it's wonderful that EMB is giving us a platform to take um, underrepresented composers and bring this music uh, or showcase this music on the highest level possible to place it in equal terms with the canonic rec. Um, I think that's a really wonderful thing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, we're really excited to be able to highlight so many women, female voices this summer and um, really broaden the perspective on early music. So we're so excited you're one of our composers. Um, again, on the line of the festival, like we said earlier, you are our three next generation artists this year, which is exciting. I'm just wondering, Alana, if you could just speak to that experience and what you look forward to in the summer festival and with that, what you hope to bring, just that whole thing. Well, I'm super excited to be back in BC. Um, and I think, as I've said, it being living in Vancouver and the community and colleagues there have been a huge part of my development as a musician and especially as a broke violinist. So I'm excited to that's that's where I decided that I wanted to pursue early music. And so having continued to do that and doing finishing my master's now, I'm excited to be coming back. Um, and to also make music with I and Jessica and other colleagues there and connect with the EMV community and audience also. And of course, hang out in the beautiful mountains and ocean. <laughs> yeah, and, and yourself, I. Yes, I mean, I'm also very excited to be coming back to the West Coast, uh, as Alana also alluded to the mountains, because we currently live in the land of flat because we're both in the Netherlands. So that is <laughs> one kind of ulterior thing I'm really looking forward to. Um, but also, it's kind of bringing me back to my own musical upbringing as well. And as Alana said, this is the place where it started for me. And I know my friends and family are also very excited that they're actually going to be able to come see a concert that I'm doing because uh, it's a little bit tricky right now. In terms of the festival, I think what I'm really looking forward to is just a chance to be inspired by all of these incredible things that are going on in the musical early music community. Um, there's this incredible celebration of composers who perhaps have not had their chance to have their their work highlighted in the same way as as well male composers and this is just going to be an incredible celebration and what more could you want than good music great vibes great people and mountains <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good time oh that's wonderful 
Jessica, I, I'm wondering if you could speak to that as well. And with that, so the, we all know the theme for this year's festival, but what does our heading for it, Women in Sight, what does that mean to you as well? If you could touch on those things. First, I, I'm also really excited to be coming back to the West Coast, Best Coast. It's been a while. <laughs> um, it's so gorgeous. Um, so the the title of the program, Women in Sight, uh, to me, means that we're finally giving recognition to the the beautiful forms and expressions that have for so long been either forgotten or forcibly erased. And um, yeah, we're, we're giving audiences an opportunity to listen to this gorgeous music that's mostly been dusted over and some new music that they don't know exists yet. Okay, that's wonderful. I think it's gonna be such an exciting festival. Um, so we're so excited to have you here. So my final question for you guys today is what are you hoping to learn or um, come out of the summer festival with? What do you hope you come out with? I'll ask Ilana maybe. Sure. Well, a big piece for me is reconnecting with a lot of mentors, like especially Chloe Myers and a lot of musicians in Vancouver um, and the community there. And I think also gaining these new connections, reconnecting with Jessica, working with I on the coast where we both are from. Um, and also I hope checking out other concerts that are part of the festival um, and just being inspired by all of this amazing music. Amazing, and I. I think what I'm really excited by and hoping to learn from is just seeing what's actually possible and how the early music community is shifting with the world, you know, despite the fact that we're looking at music from several hundred years ago, how does that fit within our own world? And how is it still relevant and how can we keep sparking that passion and why is that passion there? I think that's what I'm most looking forward to out of the summer festival this year. Lovely, and Jessica. I'm really looking forward to meeting people, both audiences and fellow uh, collaborators. Um, this comes at a really wonderful time for me. As I mentioned, I'm in the spring, I'm graduating with my doctorate. And it, this is like my plunge into the real world. It's the first time where I can fully dedicate myself to my professional development, being a full-time freelancer. And I'm just so excited that my, my plunge into the real world includes me getting to come to EMV and uh, share what I've been working so hard on these past four years and meet lots of new people. That's beautiful. Oh, we're so excited to be part of that journey for you. Uh, all about the emergence that's the whole whole point of this uh program so very exciting well thank you guys so much this has been just a lovely conversation thank you so much for listening to notations emv's podcast for more information on our summer festival you can go to our website at earlymusic.bc.ca and check out their concerts the bach parodies on august 2nd and party like it's 1694 on august 4th thank you all so much for joining us and we hope to see you soon bye bye